Hey, welcome everybody to On Podcast, the podcast for On Microsoft, the only podcast for On Microsoft that talks about <laughs> Microsoft things on a podcast. There we go. I think we rambled on a little bit about that. Microsoft uh, I, and On. That's the most important thing about this podcast. Well, we got to start working in podcasts now. Podcast, podcast, <laughs> podcast. There should be enough uh, SEO right there. Um, I am your co-host, Kareem Anderson, and I'm joined by the world's greatest co-host today. Arif Bacchus. Yeah, and we are here to obviously talk about Microsoft stuff on this podcast. Again, like two more in there. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about today, uh, a lot of Windows stuff. So for you Windows fans, we got a lot to talk about. Um, we also have uh, some stuff for uh, Xbox fans as well. Uh, so, you know, I feel like those Venn diagrams kind of overlap. So <laughs> enjoy those people that sit in the middle. Yeah, so we're talking about uh, File Explorer finally moving on from Windows 8.1 and getting a bit, bit of a new look. And also Discord, um, it was trending on Twitter. and Everyone was crying. I hope Microsoft does not buy Discord, but uh, <laughs> it's something that might become a possibility soon. And then we're also talking about Xbox Live as well, which recently got a new name to Xbox Network. Which might link into our previous story about Discord, but we'll, we'll go through the keys and... <laughs> He leaves in a second. Of course, we always try to do our wonderful segues. So one way or another, they all fit in with each other. Exactly. Just one big <laughs> Microsoft story. After we had the rebranding, we also have our beloved week ahead. But that's your favorite subject. So I'll let you kind of <laughs> jump into that. I was so excited to get into week ahead. I, I almost jumped over you. But yeah, <laughs> for a week ahead, we have a, a couple of reviews coming up. This uh, company named Movo was kind enough to send us their podcasting microphone, which I happen to have right here. So um, this review is, it's like a lot like a Blue Yeti, which I know you yourself use, but uh, I'll be reviewing it next next week. So keep an eye out for that. That's part of week ahead. And then also there's some Microsoft news coming up about the Microsoft campus finally reopening. And then we have another giveaway coming up next week too, because we recently interviewed someone who works at Yubico, which um, manufactures YubiKey. So if you write our piece, you'll have a chance to win a YubiKey for yourself. Yeah. Um, and I finally got out my Chromebook review for all of you who are waiting. And oh, yeah. there's probably very few of you. Uh, but uh, you guys can go over and check that out. That'll be, it came out Friday, so it'll probably be uh, featured for a little bit next week. Um, I will be reviewing and putting up my review of the uh, X12 tablet finally. Lenovo's answer to the Surface Pro 7, and there's a lot to say about uh, the two. Spoiler alert, I think one's better than the other. I'm not going to tell you which one, but it might surprise you. Uh, and I also have some hardware as well. I uh, got the Vessel, Vessel, V E S S S. S-S-L-E-S, um, uh, portable monitor, uh, super nice. band, double USB, HDMI direct, uh, 15.5, I don't know, like six inch monitor, weighs about, I don't know, a little under a notebook pad. Um, so uh, I will be doing initial impressions on that. Uh, and I believe that might be it so for hardware with this that week. With that said, let's move on to the biggest topic of the week, which a lot of people in the Microsoft community were talking about, which is the Windows 10 File Explorer getting new icons and perhaps, well, I call it a new look, but 
not everyone will say it's a new look because you still have the same layout and the same design from leftover. But the point is, we have some new <laughs> icons in the Windows 10 File Explorer, which came in Windows 10 Insider Build 21343 from the dev branch. Um, you can download it right now. And it gives a fresh coat of paint to top-level user folders in the File Explorer, such as the desktop, the documents, the downloads, and the pictures folder. And uh, for all you people who like dragging things into the recycle bin, the new, there's also a new recycle bin icon, which has been refreshed in the build. Um, Microsoft promised that this is just the start, and there could be more new icons coming soon. I mean, obviously, there are a gazillion Windows 10 icons in Windows 10. So this is just a start, and we saw them in this uh, dev channel build, and there could be more coming soon. And personally, it was exciting for me because usually when you download these builds, uh, there's not much to look forward to. I know we bitch and complain about that every single podcast. And finally, <laughs> Windows 10 is starting to look very different where we're getting these new Windows 10X-esque icons that are new. Um, I personally, I argue that it's moving Windows away from Windows 8.1 and into the modern era. But what what are your thoughts on these new icons? Uh, I enjoy them. I like them. Um, I don't know uh, like what UI language they're calling this this time around. Like <laughs> I, I could at least I knew what Metro was. There was lines and angles kind of uh, taking after the, the subway tracks in Europe, things like that. Um, I think there was like Metro 2.0, which was, you know, a variation of the same thing where they added more color. It was, you know, everything was just black and white. Uh, now they started, then they started adding, you know, more color to everything. And then we did Fluent. I think that was the last and that, you know, brought acrylic and drop shadows back and some other things like that. So I don't know what these new icons are labeled as, but personally, uh, I, I'm all here for it. I love change uh, to a certain extent. Uh, but I think, like you said, it, it's very, it's super subtle. Uh, everyone that's going to jump in there and, you know, expect to see this like new minimalized uh, file explorer might not, especially <laughs> if you have a little uh, arrow that opens up the ribbon because it's the same old ribbon, I think. Yep. When Microsoft is able to move past Sanofsky's ribbon into, I don't, I don't want to necessarily say hamburger menu because people, I think the ribbon is actually far superior than the hamburger menu. But if they can start pulling out um, uh, features from the ribbon, uh, and then you know, kind of do like what Photoshop does or any other uh, app like that, where they allow you to add to the ribbon if you want to. But if they can start off with just like super basic, super minimal. Uh, uh, design i think that'll give everyone a refresh because i think you and i had a conversation about yeah. uh what can you really change a file explorer because they have 38 plus years of people tying in apps to it and things like exactly, that so you can't really yeah, go breaking yeah. it uh, so the design is going to be you know roughly the same i know we see all these like renders like oh this is what the file explorer could look like and you're like oh that's amazing and then you think about all the engineering that has to go into it and you're like oh, that's never really going to happen it's uh, so easy said, it's so easy to like drag and drop a couple of things in photoshop and say hey <laughs> this is my grand idea for windows 10. oh yeah but it's not so easy to change a zero and a one and a three around and add a parentheses and quotation marks or change the code to get something done like change an icon or change a layout well and then again like you said we have to, to think of the history like 
what potential things are you know once you've add those going back you have to look at old code even older code to make sure none of that's overriding it and that there's ways for admins to kind of work around it you know and it's a whole process and this is why um it'll be interesting to see what they do with uh, windows 10x and its file explorer because i feel like it's just going to follow a very yeah. similar version of this and again splash new icons on i'm sure everyone's going to love it uh but what i wanted to say and i think we talked about this is that microsoft needs to focus how they do uh design uh you know even if it's true, right, yeah. say they're gonna they're gonna take the file the, uh, the file icon itself and just dedicate a whole team for three months to find every instance of the file icon in windows 10 or windows in general and change that one thing because right now as beautiful as it is in the file explorer and all these new files if you go look at your task bar the file icon doesn't match any of the file folders exactly, in your file, yeah. file explorer so i mean like that's just an easy thing. Like that's right in front of you know most people have the file explorer pinned to the taskbar or somewhere in the start menu. Um, you should have thought about like oh if we're going to change the file icon what a file folder looks like in the file explorer, let's make sure it's changed everywhere. So again I would I don't know how the development works if they need to like do things in sections like you are the file explorer team you are the start menus team you are the old control panels team like I don't know if that's how they break it up but everyone needs to get together and say hey for the next two or three years. We're going to iterate super slow and make sure that we change every single thing in order and, and not leave anything behind. And then this design inconsistency, it's something that people always complain about Windows. Like remember when they first brought out the dark mode, I forgot in what Windows 10 update it was, but like it was so inconsistent. I know Laurent, our writer, he wrote a piece about how dark mode in Windows 10 sucks compared to dark mode in Mac OS. And this was many years ago. So having, like you said, having someone who at Microsoft who's just solely in charge of icons and making sure that things are correct all throughout Windows, it would really help out a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's still relatively inconsistent because they, they're still going with the stark black, uh, abyss black, basically, in the settings yeah. menu, and then like dark gray, and, you know, even in their apps and office, dark gray and, uh, you know, uh, some of their other settings. So they need to figure out what they're going to do with the old settings turn it dark gray, just like everything else in the uh, thing. Uh, maybe use a uh, dark gray on the start menu as well. Like, you know, again, they're working. I just, I feel like they're, you know, kind of, they're like the cat that chases the red pin. <laughs> they see somebody else do something cool. And they're like, oh, we're going to do that. And it's like, well, you still need to finish doing what you're doing over here too. Let's just delete the file explorer and only go with a downloads folder like they have in Chrome OS. No, that's a bad idea. <laughs> Horrible idea. <laughs> uh, okay, but you know what is not a horrible idea is for Microsoft to buy Discord, oh, which there it is, Same which way. I want you to talk about because I know you always get hyped whenever Microsoft wants to buy up these companies. Uh, I do because I see the potential. Uh, I like to look at the potential beforehand. Uh, I was wrong with Mixer. Uh, I was wrong with <laughs> Windows Phone. Uh, I've been wrong plenty. I was wrong with Groove. So please. <laughs> take my enthusiasm with the hugest pile of salt uh and i'm actually uh is it bullish bullish i'm bearish for the stock people out there on discord <laughs> uh our friend Lorenz bullish and he loves discord that's like his thing he's a gamer uh and he sees you know the he sees the the vast Xbox potential in it more it. yeah 
Xbox there. He sees the vast potential in Microsoft's ownership. So just to kind of get some of the details in, um, the Wall Street Journal Wall Street Journal is reporting that Microsoft is finally officially engaged in exclusive talks. Um, I, I remember I wrote a piece actually early last week saying that um, Discord was basically up for sale. Microsoft was among uh, many of the other big players like Amazon, Google. Um, I don't know if IBM was in there as well. Um, that were potential bidders for this. Uh, and that, you know, when asked for, for a response on the rumors, Microsoft opted not to say anything. And I forget what the name of the actual uh, firm is that's managing this uh, sales process, but they also didn't say anything as well. So all we knew at the time was that Microsoft could potentially be in the running for it. Now, come late Friday, Friday I think it was, uh, we get official word that they're in exclusive talks now. Again, that doesn't mean that they are the only company. I mean, this could be like, you know, one of two potential buyers, just kind of like, you know, Microsoft is in the exclusive area for the Jedi contractor, they're in exclusive talks for TikTok, like, you could still be negotiating, hammer out, hammering out numbers while they, you know, uh, court other people. But with that being said, um, this would be an acquisition of roughly $10 billion, it could, you know, potentially be even higher. So that's huge. It's a huge sell for or a huge buy for Microsoft. It's a huge sell for Discord, especially. I think you know three years ago they were valued at like 1.7 billion. So uh, this company, I forget the name, it starts with Q, came in and they've uh, done a bang up job of formulating this uh, the sales process and getting the value up. Um, so where see, where uh, would where would Discord fit in on Microsoft? I know we think about the Xbox side because they're already partnered with Discord on Xbox and like bringing um I'm not sure if it's gamer tags or whatever it is, but I know that a lot of tags, people yeah. a lot of people at Microsoft are active on Discord. There's a official Windows 10 Discord and official Xbox Discord and employees and a lot of people in the community at Microsoft or on Discord itself. So where exactly would Discord fit in if Microsoft buys it? Would they keep it separate like they did with LinkedIn or would they try and merge it together with Windows and Teams or Xbox? Um, I, this, this, is where I, this is where I kind of wanted to run wild. Um, <laughs> they have a bunch of different uh, avenues to go with. This is what makes this uh, potential sale so enticing. Because, uh, you know, usually you see a very cut and dry, like, hey, we bought, like, uh, Google bought Fitbit. It's like, hey, they need to fix Wear OS. This is, you know, they need to get back into health. They need to get back into wearables. That's the direct through line. With Discord, um, the one thing I see that they're probably not going to do is is combine this at all with Teams. I, I do believe that Teams Personal was an answer to uh, a demand that they felt like they needed to have a solution for, but it's not. It's subpar. It lacks a lot of features. It's not very... Uh, industry competitive right now, and I believe Discord will will take that on. It will keep the name because people know the name. It actually just makes right. sense. I mean, you are it's uh, a Discord. You're having a conversation with a friend, with a group of people, friends like that. Um, so I believe it'll be Teams, Enterprise, Discord, everything else. Um, the other thing that they can do is obviously bundle this in with um, Xbox Game Ultimate Game Pass super mega <laughs> level whatever it is create, create a new uh, and, tier of xbox that's just for yeah. discord well it allow you to you know come bundled with your own server you know let you kind of manage these things these communities it'll be amazing for people who uh, also use twitch as well to to kind of bounce back and forth between uh content creators as far and consumers as you know they can 
converse with each other. I think, and I heard this conversation with, um, I think it was Scott Galloway and uh, Kara Swisher on their uh, Pivot podcast. And Scott Galloway was mentioning that um, part of the big, other big pool is that just like GitHub, Discord can now become a bridge for right. content creators, especially indie developers, to not only communicate and kind of get feedback directly uh, from their audience to create, you know, games and titles, but potentially sell them through Discord. They can become a marketplace uh, in and amongst itself. Uh, and that'll be something, again, that it would be big that Sony doesn't have. Like, if you are making uh, a six-hour, you know, role-playing game uh, and you just wanted to, like, sell for, you know, a few hundred, few hundred thousand dollars or whatever, uh, and you don't have the marketing or the development uh, uh, apparatus behind you, you can use Discord just to come out. It's almost kind of like a, um, uh, what do you call those, um, like backer things like you can say hey, you know, meet me on discord i'm coming out with a new game give me some ideas this is what i want to do and that could be something great for xbox uh, and its community um so that's another avenue for them uh, and i think those are the two main ones and this is what gives it its value uh discord also has what i believe is nitro uh which is their paid tier um, right. and so uh, and what another thing that scott was mentioning was that this would be uh, microsoft's potential third tier billion dollar uh, reoccurring revenue source. You know, they have Windows, they have uh, Microsoft 365, and now they'll have Discord slash Xbox. The This Discord combination will put Xbox right over the top for that. So, uh, you know, for all of us who kept saying like, oh, you know, Satya is just playing with Xbox. He doesn't really take it seriously, things like that. I, I think this kind of puts the final exclamation on his commitment towards Xbox and it being Microsoft's entertainment wing. Um, and again, I mentioned this in my piece that it's not going to be, hey, we signed you know tons of studios to make movies and TV shows. It's this is you know the brand, the fun part of it with Microsoft. And Discord is not like TikTok or Pinterest, which they, which we know they were interested in Pinterest, which has I think 442 million active users, and TikTok has 689 million active users. Um, Discord only has 100 million monthly active users, so its user base is quite small when compared to everything else that Microsoft was interested in. Is it something that you think would hold them back from actually wanting to buy it, or is it something that entices them even more? Like if Microsoft buys into Discord and starts promoting it on Xbox and Windows and, and everything they own, would it help port? Uh, boost Discord itself as a business? Um, I would say that starting off small is probably ideal for Microsoft, especially in the wake of uh, we have these meetings uh, in Congress right now about um, moderation, right. uh, accountability for social yeah. networks. So if, you know, say Microsoft did buy into Pinterest, the way that it kind of regulates um, uh, content on there falls upon them. Discord being this small, they can kind of grow their moderation, the same way they did Xbox Live. Like, you know, the community is what you make it and people kind of mod themselves. And people, I think people do on disc, on average in Discord a really good job. Um, they're, they're arbiters sort of like the people on Reddit. Like they take their servers very seriously. They're constantly monitoring. And this bodes well for Microsoft. You don't want to get, you don't want to pick up a TikTok and have, <laughs> you know, some viral thing, you know, some viral video go by and it'd be super, you know, unprofessional, semi-rate, you know, it could be a bunch of different yeah. things that Microsoft would now be attached to. Uh, this way, they can kind of grow it and say, "Here, here's our rules going forward." And as it, you know, potentially gets bigger, 
uh, people know where they stand on this. Uh, the other thing, the other thing I was going to mention is that this has, even though we're talking about um, the entertainment value of it, I also see, and you're here for here first, unless someone else said it. Um, <laughs> this could be Microsoft's clubhouse. Uh, because Discord, while you know everyone's in there typing on chat and stuff like that, it does have really good audio fidelity, um, right. and a lot of people can host conversations and meetings in real time. Um, and so, even though it's on hundred, I don't know what the number usage is for Clubhouse, but this could be a place where people go um, that want to continue conversations or podcast or news from um, uh, Twitch over to the Discord and they can host their own, you know, meetings, things like that. Uh, so it's, it could not be as professional as Teams, at least not professionally uh, associated, but it could be, you know, an app where people are like, hey, I'm going to go to Discord to like finish having this conversation, finish the stream of thought or whatnot. And so, again, that could be another end around where they missed out on TikTok and, and the, the youth, they can get it, <laughs> they can get them on Discord. So I know Laurent, he said Discord has the cool factor that Skype lost ages ago. So if Microsoft buys Discord, will it finally make Microsoft the hipster company that everyone wants to support? No, um, I, think <laughs> Microsoft, I think Microsoft has uh, it has a tainted image that it, it, it's I don't think is ever going to be repaired. Um, you know, it's just and the way that other companies are kind of uh, laying in wait in their shadow speaks to that. Um, you know, Google kind of came around saying, well, we're the cool company. I mean, they are getting a tainted reputation too, but it doesn't fix Microsoft. So I think people are always going to associate Microsoft with work and they lean heavy into that. That's the other issue is that, you know, right. Apple, as much as they want to be an enterprise, they're always like, hey, you know, we're the cool creative people. And Google's like, we're the super nerdy people. But Microsoft's like, hey, we're business. Business first, business only. And Azure, now and Azure and clouds. That's what Microsoft is all about now. Yeah, but I do think that it, um, one, I, I do, if this goes through, expect them to be one of the, if not the rich or the most valued company going into 2022, uh, if this goes through, I think it'll put them over the top for a little bit um, because it diversifies the portfolio. I mean, Apple has, you know, it's trying to get into services. It's still mainly hardware, but Microsoft's getting into cloud. It's getting into communications. It's getting, it's still getting into software. It still has hardware as well, so um, I can see it being valued by people in the industry. Uh, as far as the cool factor, I don't, again, people are going to see Discord, and if you say, oh, Microsoft owns them, it's like, oh, that's cool. But I don't think it's going to be like, oh, Microsoft's Discord? No, it's, no one's ever going to associate <laughs> it like that. But something that people do associate Microsoft with is Xbox Live, or, well, it's now Xbox Network because you're Microsoft... Getting, like, you're like a sniper with these like segways. They're really good. I got my eyes on segways. So if you want a yeah. segue, I got you guys covered. But uh, going, back, <laughs> going back, um, Xbox Network is the new name for Xbox Live. Um, Microsoft did a sort of a rebrand, all the bit a quiet rebrand for Xbox Live. Um, it was a rumor going around because um, insiders, Xbox insiders who beta test the Xbox OS, they saw that um, Xbox Network was replacing Xbox Live all throughout the Xbox OS. And then Microsoft confirmed to The Verge that the branding change was indeed real. 
And they said, uh, let me just pull up their statement here. They said that Xbox Network will now refer to the underlying Xbox online service, which was updated in the Microsoft Services Agreement. The update from Xbox Live to Xbox Network is intended to distinguish the underlying service from the Xbox Live Gold memberships. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward statement on the business side, but from the consumer side, I'm kind of confused. Why would you change Xbox Live, which is a name that they've been using since, what, 2000 or 2001, over to Xbox Network all of a sudden? Is is it a way to to suddenly promote like other Xbox things like like um, what is it xCloud or game streaming or game pass is it is it a way to unify their Xbox offerings under one umbrella what what are your thoughts on this switchover because we know that Sony Sony's um gaming thing is called PlayStation Network and now we have Xbox Network so is it about lining up with Sony or is it about creating more of a new identity for Xbox moving forward um, I would like to believe it's Microsoft understanding how streamlined naming could be. But then again, this is Microsoft who had Windows 10 mobile, uh, <laughs> like whatever the number was after, like they just pile on names. So uh, idealistically speaking, this is Xbox Network will serve as, like you said, the umbrella, just like Microsoft 365 serves the umbrella for Windows and Azure and office um so when you think you know like you said xcloud uh game pass xbox live which i think will just become you know part of game pass itself it's all under the network and so when the network goes down which we always complain about we'll all know <laughs> it's just the, it's the one thing it's not like, oh, is xbox live down is xcloud down is you know the whole network is down um so maybe that's what they're they're trying to end around but i would assume going forward and this is what i mean by um when we mentioned discord and if discord is purchased uh, by Xbox. It'll be part of the Xbox network. Uh, and it'll still be Discord, just like Azure's Azure and Office's Office. Like, you know, but under Microsoft 365, it's the, the umbrella um, thing that you purchase, the the one fee, kind of like uh, Adobe's Photoshop. Like if you're 50 bucks, you get everything from Adobe. You you uh, sign up for the Xbox network in general. Uh, you get the, like, whatever top tiers, you get all of these other things underneath it. So I think they're just trying to uh, put their ducks in a row when it comes to X, the mini Xbox services and, and whatever potential future ones are going to be coming out as well. So also related to that is another thing where Microsoft announced that free-to-play games on Xbox consoles will now be free-to-play. You won't need Xbox. <laughs> you will not need Xbox Live Gold or Xbox Net, Xbox Network to play these free-to-play games. Um, currently. Um, I think it's Alpha Skip Ahead and Alpha Xbox Insiders will no longer need an Xbox Live Gold subscription to play free-to-play multiplayer games and using looking for groups and also accessing party chat. So again, Microsoft is, after they raised the prices on Xbox Live Gold and pissed everyone off and then lowered them again, and now rebranding Xbox Live to Xbox Network, it seems like they're trying to make people happy, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough uh, to make anybody in the gaming community happy because they are as fickle as finishing a game. You know, you, you get you get their attention for 40 hours <laughs> and they're on to the next thing. So 
Uh, I do uh, empathize with, with uh, Phil Spencer and his team about how to please as many gamers as possible. Uh, I do think this is an amazing uh, a step. This is something that was uh, long overdue. Like it just exactly. makes sense to have to have Xbox Live for all of these things. Um, again, I think this is just a step in towards ultimate mega game pass edition where you know it's <laughs> a, an additional i don't know five to ten bucks to have you know a, a, a steady network that comes with its own server where you can manage your own discord when you stream uh you know other tie-ins i don't know i remember we mentioned it was a year and a half ago or not even a year a year ago about facebook gaming whenever that becomes something maybe you'll get your own um part of marketing with that part of the xbox network on that as well you get uh, promoted through that so i mean it's just I, they're lining up a lot of great pieces and i'm hoping soon uh when they whenever they have their gaming uh digital event that they start to talk about this stuff i you know and everyone's wanting to you know see the games hear about the games but there's a huge business behind this uh, that propels uh, all of those games once you get them and what you can do with them and how much money you can make from them or how much money you can spend on them. Um, and that's vital information that they need to talk about. They need to talk about um, you know, what's going to happen. You know, I mean, they have to make money. Xbox Live is big for that, even if it was free to play. So where does that come? Where does that uh, revenue come from now? You know, we need to know. I would think, you know, they should they probably have a plan. They tested out that raising the pricing that didn't work <laughs> so i feel like this lowering the the barrier to entry it has a another carrot that's going to drop and we just don't know what it is yet but for now i'm going to play all my free-to-play games uh sans network point taken you said it first <laughs> you hear that phil hire us <laughs> all right and i think that was our last topic which means it's time for the week ahead. <laughs> I, I let you handle it because you know you have the awesome way of saying it. Yeah, uh, so we'll start off with Microsoft reopening its campus. Um, I know that they sent out a memo in, I believe it was October, late October-ish, going into early November, saying that they were going to keep the campus closed for the remainder of 2020 and reevaluate where their positions were going into the summer. Um, they also said that no one had to come in the office uh, unless your supervisors, uh, whatever division required it, but for the most part, most people could work from home. Um, I'm assuming this rollout for work from home or this partial reopening um, will be uh, super uh, minimal and just testing to see who's willing to come back, probably who's been vaccinated as well. Um, it starts, I think it was a city, uh, nearby campuses open as early as next week, March 29th. Um, again, it's by that point, it's been almost a full year, if about a year and a week or so since uh, everything has been locked down. Um, and with 160,000 employees across the world, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who gets back in. I'm sure everyone that's been working in like surface hardware has probably still been at the office. Um, and now how do you commingle those people with, you know, designers and, and engineers, things like that? I'm sure they're going to be having spacing and stuff like that. Um, fortunately, um, a lot's changed this last year, uh, especially the doom and gloom yep. that we went through for this winter. So, um, you know, we're expected to see some sort of drop or dip by like the end of May going into summer for a lot of these cases as more vaccines get available. So, um, again, I think this is just Microsoft being uh, early and precautious about um, getting just getting things back to normal. Uh, maybe. They're banking on getting some people in so they can start working the Sun Valley out finally. <laughs> Hopefully. And start moving at a, at a faster clip because, you know, 
12 or was it six different icons once a month is not going to catch them up before we design that they need. Uh, okay. And um, you have some new hardware that you want to talk about your fancy monitor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mentioned it and I showed it earlier. This is uh, Vessel, Vessel, V-E-S-S-L-E-S. Um, they reached out to me uh, to test out this 15.6-inch uh, monitor uh, with a matte screen, anti-gloss matte screen. So it's kind of like, you know, your ThinkPads or whatever. It's touch as well. They have a non-touch for people who use Macs. Um, it comes with, um, I think it's two use two USBs, a full HDMI, um, headphone jack as well. So, um, and a really cool like folio casing that's magnetized that kind of wraps on the back of it uh, and allows it to be in sort of a kickstand mode. Um, I used it a little bit on Friday. It's really nice, super clear, um, but my biggest uh, test for it would have been last, this time last year, uh, when we all started had to work from home right, yeah. to the office now. But uh, I am going to be uh, going to vacation, hopefully, during the summer with everybody. And my anticipation is to not have to bring my full desktop setup with, you know, all kinds of docks and uh, a 27-inch monitor and mouse and key. Like, I want to bring just a surface in this thing and be able to get uh, everything done. Uh, they were also kind enough to get me a, uh, uh, what is this, uh, what do you call it? A mount. Ooh, fancy. So, and, uh, yeah, with the little Allen wrench, you can tighten everything. It's super cool. I've used it for my Surface Go uh, just to like watch stuff, which has been pretty awesome. So yeah, I'll be testing that out. Um, and like I said, I also have my final review for the X12, which again is a super. I mean, if you can't get your hands on a Surface Pro, this is the next best thing, if not better. And I have this new microphone, which I'm using here. I mean, before I'm I had jealous. Like, I had this like super weird generic like Amazon microphone. <laughs> That I got for like 50 bucks and it broke twice already. But now, um, Movo, with Movo, which makes uh, photography equipment, they were kind enough. They reached out to me via email and asked if I was interested in reviewing their. I be, let me just check to make sure I got the name right. The UM700 desktop USB microphone. Now, I know you have a Blue Yeti, and this is meant to take on. This is meant to take on the Blue Yeti, and its design is pretty nice. Um, there are a lot of dials for different profiles. Um, it has gain controls, a mute, a mute button, and um, volume. So you could plug in your headphones and control your headphone volume and hear yourself speak while you're podcasting. And it's a pretty nice microphone. So far, I like it a lot. And uh, I thank them for sending it my way. Um, it's better than that big hell of a microphone that I have that I was using before. And it's pretty compact. It plugs in via micro. Uh, yeah, I believe it's micro USB, and there's a hole to mount it on like a boom if if that's something that you want to do. And it's premium, made of metal, and it feels very nice, and it's available for $100 if you want to try it out yourself. But they were kind enough to send it to us for review, and so keep an eye out for that next week. And that said, uh, we promised last week that we were giving away two subscriptions to Headspace for three months, and we do have our winners. Our first winner is Tanya Ramsey Chandler. Um, you're the first winner, and I will email you the code, so keep an eye out for your email. And then the second winner, your, your, her name is Artella, so keep an eye out for 
an email from me too. Uh, congrats on winning. And we hope you enjoy your three months of Headspace and we hope that it can cool down your mind. So keep keep an eye out for an email from that. And as usual, that's all from me. But I'll open the floor for you if you have anything else you want to mention. Uh, no, that's it. I, I want to also congratulate everyone who uh, it, who participated and, and the two winners that we have as well. Uh, you know, uh, I think it's awesome for people to kind of take seriously their, their mental health. So hopefully this will uh, help with that. I forgot, like usual, I'm always forgetting stuff, that we're <laughs> doing another giveaway next week because this... These what are past you guys two... trying to do the next Oprah is just giving away everything over here. <laughs> These past two weeks, so uh, we did two pieces about YubiKey and how YubiKey can be used for consumers and how YubiKey can be used in business to help secure your account with uh, two-factor authentication. And they sent us uh, four YubiKeys, and I reviewed three of them, but there's a spare one that I did not open that I want to give away to our lucky readers. So keep an eye out for that next week. And as usual, we'll be announcing the winner on next week's podcast. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled at on Microsoft. Yeah, and with that being said, I think that's all we got for today. I think we, we jam-packed you full of Windows and Xbox stuff, and we're giving away things. So uh, we'd <laughs> like to thank you for, for listening this far and, and being with us today. Uh, you can find me if you want to reach out to me on social media at Mindhead1 on Twitter. Uh, again, Mindhead1. If you reach out to Mindhead, tell them to give me the name because I want it. <laughs> and you could find me at ABACJURN. Yeah. Uh, and then you could also find uh, any of our articles, our news on giveaways, reviews on, on podcasts, I mean on Microsoft, uh, on Twitter. Um, our podcast stuff is up there as well in the feeds. So uh, if you have any questions, any um, things that you'd like us to seek out and review as well, or interviews, we'd love to, to you know bring some of you guys on. Uh, please reach out there. Yeah, thanks for watching, everyone, and we hope to see you again soon. Same place, same time. Yeah, wear a mask, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. Take care. Bye.